It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in cinema, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. Yes, and usually we would have the merman present, but he is on hiatus until further notice. Do you know where he is, Jim? Uh, Murray lost all of his jobs, as we already know. Right. And then he got another job back, okay. and then another job. Right. And now he works 23 and a half hours a day. Okay. Until, I think, the end of time. So we may never see him ever again. Fair enough. It's a shame. I know. And he still <laughs> makes less than a minimum wage. Oh, he's, Murray. A, as part of the film industry, Murray is almost like he's on strike. But, yes. you know. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. That's right. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Well, thanks to all been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star rating on your listening platform. Or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining a membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash filmrageyyc. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film. And we will watch it if it played anywhere in a cinema in the world or even the universe. Wow. So yeah. Played on, like... Saturn or Uranus. Uranus. If you played on Uranus, we would watch it. Huh. Yeah. I didn't even know that part. As long as you could fit enough people in the seats mm. on Uranus. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say something, but now I'm going to not say there it. There you go. Well, and on that on that note, let's get to raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadows Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie plan? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Oh man, the groove. You know, people should be listening to us on headphones right now. If you're listening to us on like a large home theater system with surround sound that might also be cool too but definitely with the funkiness of this music is just outstanding all right right yeah so we went to cinema and we were only going to see two movies and then you said ah let's see a third exactly and i was just like count me in if i can escape my family for Another two hours, I'm in, baby. And I'm I'm glad we did because Oh yes. We'll that, get to that. Yes, we're gonna get to that in a lot in a row, but it's like that what's that old expression? It only goes downhill from here. Yes. All right, sir. 
first movie we're going to talk about is a movie by the name of North of Normal. North of Normal is about see a sunrise person and her less than conventional upbringing. The film bounces between Sia as a small child and Sia as a teenager through a series of flashbacks. She has a pot-smoking mom and a free-spirited anti-establishment grandfather. She spent much of her early years growing up in the wilderness being taught life lessons from her grandfather Papa Dick. Her mother was in and out of her life. Then we fast forward 10 years and teenage Sia is back with her mother in the big city and more life lessons are taught. The biggest one being that the only person you can really count on is yourself. Sia's mom is played by Sarah Gordon. She portrays a woman that had a baby too young and never really learned how to raise a child. Amanda fixes Sia is compelling and gives a thoughtful performance of a young woman figuring out some hard life lessons. Robert Carlyle as Papa Dick gives one of his better performances. I really liked Robert Carlyle in this. Um, this is a solid film all the way around and another Canadian film that leads me to believe that our local talents can rival anyone in the world. We have a, had a series of Canadian films this year that have been excellent and they are joined by this one which was very good. I enjoyed the performances, the story, the classic rock soundtrack, and it was beautifully shot. I like North of Normal a lot. It was just south of Mondo, which makes it a very northerly man. Wow, what a surprise. Yeah. Um, a Canadian period piece biopic. These words usually incite thoughts of supreme rage on so many levels for me. In the case of North of Normal, the direction and script were both, in my opinion, a bit choppy, and the story moved forward sometimes conveniently and without natural, I'm going to call it fluidity, like chop, this happens, and then chop, that happens, kind of like a karate um, training session, chop. That's, that's fair. So, at times, the style of the shooting did feel like this was a first-time project for the writing and directing, but this is not the case. The story takes place over a period of about 15 years, where the grandpa, aka Papa Dick, and as Bryce has already mentioned, yes, that's his name, Papa, Papa Dick. Dick. <laughs> Papa Dick. This Everybody knows that. Played by the... Robert Carlyle. Yes. And we'll talk more about him in a few minutes. Decides to take his family off the grid because his daughter, played by Sarah Gordon, becomes pregnant with our lead character, Sia Sunrise, played by Amanda Fix. Teenage version uh, and is played by... Um, Right, sorry. Amanda Fix is the teenage version. Yes. And the, the seven-year-old version is River Price... May and Pa, mm. seven year old. She's I'm thinking good. she was seven year old. I think that's that's kind of the era that they were putting her in. Yeah. They live off the grid in the Yukon in what appears to be, a, and I'm putting this in strong air quotes, free love type commune mm. where sex is done out in the open and pretty much everyone and anyone is having sex except for the seven year old in this particular location. One of the inside jokes the mom and daughter have uh, is they make light of this by calling each other sex pot. It sounds super creepy, yes. but it really, it really was cute. And I'm going to say that almost 
It was almost appropriate the way it was delivered. It's still super creepy, especially when you see the film unfold. But at that moment, it was actually done very cute. The freeness of the society that Sia grows up in does go to shape who she is as a person. And as her mom continues to focus on herself and less on her daughter, these themes that seem innocent in her youth become abusive and separating as the story progresses. As the film does progress, I found I did have some issues with the pacing and the way each scene transitions to the next. And this is where the convenience, I'm putting that in strong quotes too, of the story comes about. Sometimes, and then it seems like it's natural in other times. So it, it was a little, I don't know if pacing is the right word. It was, it was, and I think choppy is still the best choice of words I can see it because it was almost, it felt almost like biographical in space, but then it would jump back in time. So you it, thought it this one was choppy, man, you're going to have a field day with the next movie we're talking about. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> so, so for these, for those, I, I that, that kind of put me off my game a little bit. Um, but at the same time, the characters in this were so well-developed yeah, and really engaging. You really get to feel what each person is going through and did kind of make me want to have a life that at times was off the grid, mm. but with less open sex in front of seven-year-olds. That, that's, you know, that would be my way, but, you know, yeah. then again, I'm a little uncomfortable having sex in front of seven-year-olds, but, you know... I guess they didn't, so that's the way that is. I really wanted to hate it <laughs> for the reasons I mentioned earlier, and also because it is a period piece biopic. Yes. But I couldn't help really, really liking these characters so much. Yeah. And the acting was all super stellar. So good. Um, that These characters were so rich and deserving of a story, and the ending was perfect yep. for the story that was portrayed Absolutely. which made me really 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 like it it's just a little bit south of mondo <laughs> but it's very far north in a man there you go yeah especially the canadiana period piece aspect of this um yeah. i i've I came out of this movie really enjoying it, yeah. but it was just those things that were sitting There's, on me. It wasn't perfect. And you, you know, if you, you can't just hand out, like you like, you like to say, you can't be handing out Mondo's like candy. I wanted to give this a Mondo, yeah, but so there, there were some, th you know, some, some patches there where it's like, you just can't. However, so well worth watching yeah. such good performances. The story on a whole is very good, but you're, you're right. It, it does have some, some rather convenient things happen. It's a little bit choppy, but it's still very, very good and worth, and worth seeking out. If you got a chance to watch it and you want to see some real good actors do, you know, apply their craft the way that it should be done. It's, it's very, 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 uh, worthwhile. Yeah. I would, especially as far as character development is concerned, like, yeah. There, there's not very many films that have this well-developed. Yeah, uh, right, right characters. down to like the boyfriends and whatnot. Except yeah, for, yeah, except for maybe the evil boyfriend. We don't really get a whole lot of development. We don't, him, but, but, but I mean, which is kind of good to. actually. Yeah, like we don't need to. There were scenes like about that because there is sexual abuse in this film, yeah. and uh, so be prepared if the, you go to yeah. see this because we didn't know anything about no, it when we went to see it, and um, 
and and so that not that it shocked me but also I think how they portrayed that in the film was very classy yeah. and very respectful of the cast in general. Yeah, so yeah. I, I thought that was really yeah. good. But this is, um, as far as uh, her first, um, this is her second feature, Carly Stone, as the director. Oh, yeah. And so I'm kind of anxious to see what she does next or what yeah, they do next. No, I'm not sure how she identifies. Yeah, but um, And it's written actually by see a sunrise yeah based, well, on, it's her based on her memoirs yeah. so yeah, yeah that's yeah so yeah highly recommend you guys check this out uh i would not miss it and robert carlisle i mean oh. that i agree with you I've, that's one of his best performances i've always thought he's a good actor and it, it always pleases me to see him in something yeah but he was next level in oh this. yeah he was just so so he, good in this yeah and the the little the little young oh, version young, was yeah, also was like so good. for a seven-year-old she yeah. she was on stage with some powerful actors so yeah kudos and, and kudos kudos canada way yes. to go all right now we got to see a movie called the beanie bubble which in addition to coming to select cinemas in our local city calgary uh, it also was a sim simultaneous release on Apple Plus. So mm. depends on where you saw it. Uh, of course, we prefer to see things in cinemas, so that's always the best place to see it. Oh, why are we getting... Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're getting double whammied there because, you know, you could have streamed it or you could have seen it in cinema. So, oh, there we go. <laughs> All right. I'm loving it. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I think Mr. DJ... Play that, put that record on. <laughs> nice. Uh, it was, apparently he's not going to get hired to play the clubs. Although I might drop some E when I listen to him, his sweet voice later. Um, Beanie Baby Biopic. Say that 27 times fast. No. Uh, about the rise and fall of the Beanie Baby Company, TY Inc., or TIE Inc., this story really tells the tale of this cultural phenomenon, but mostly about Ty himself, but from the perspective of three women who were very influenced in the life of the company and a major influence on Ty Warner himself, or that at least what's portrayed. The story idea, uh, I was finding interesting as I myself was caught up in the craze of the beanies, uh, as my kids were very young when the beanies were at their heights. Memories of waiting in McDonald lineups to get mini beanies, like the story shows. Uh-huh. <laughs> and still to this day, have some of this collection in memory boxes in my attic, which I'm sure have limited value, but are cute reminder of the first collection that fueled my daughter's passion for being a hoarder all right <laughs> and if you're listening so the beanie babies are to blame if you're, are they? if you're listening amy it's the beanie babies that caused you to be a, a hoarder there, there you go yeah i like seeing how each of the three ladies makes out fantastically from their experience with the tv comp sorry not the tv company the ty company but i found it a bit of a bait and switch style of directing that normally i would say is a netflix um signature mark mm. apparently apple is now catching on to this style of biopic what i mean by this is 
that they really try to make Tayo to be a really great guy until he's not. And when he's not, it seems to come around all of a sudden, which would make no sense based on the story that they spent. The casting in this was all pretty good with Zach Galifianakis. I like the cast. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Banks. Um, every time I see her these days, I'm I'm happy that she's there. Sarah Snook and Geraldine Vizwanathan, I want to say. I like her too. Vizwanathan, yeah. Yeah, I liked her too. The story itself, I did enjoy to learn the progress of the company, but I felt that a lot of the story, mainly because it's a biopic, which are notorious for having to fill space, had gaps and jumps sometimes, but I feel it had a bit of an identity crisis. It was kind of showing as it started that it was perhaps a family-friendly friendly biopic. And then they start to escalate the story and start throwing in all this, and I'm gonna use Bryce quotes here, blue language. This kind of flippity-floppity style, I did not like. I did not like it with a beanie. I did not like it on my weenie? I, I don't know. I can't rhyme with beanie for the life of me. Um, yeah, so I did not like this flippity-floppity stuff that we were getting. This is not as cute as a fluffy version of a ghost, I'm going to say. Mm. Acting, as I said, was, was pretty good. Music, which was very period appropriate, was fantastic. With the likes of The Cure, OK Go, In Excess, Queen, The Cranberries, Matthew Sweet, Lenny Kravitz, Supergrass, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and the Flaming Lips. Mm. And the beanies are so cute. But the film is a biopic. And it's so hard to just get those above a rage. And I almost handed out a non-rage biopic this week. Actually, I did hand out a non-rage biopic this week. So that slate is full. Although the music and the acting and the beanies were good, that does not make a good movie. Mm. I'm sorry, Apple. You and Netflix need to get it together. And just because you like the idea of bait and switch, how about you just tell the story? It's another biopic rage. Not a surprise. <sighs> sorry, it's period piece. Biopic rage. Well, sir. Yeah. But, uh, that's, uh, that's something. That's Italian. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> the beanie bubble is a mess of a movie the actors are all doing their best and zach galifianakis is quite good in the role of ty warner the narcissistic creator of the worldwide beanie baby craze elizabeth banks sarah snook and Jerry, geraldine viswanathan are excellent as well the acting is not the problem here no the problem is the pacing the herky-jerky time jumps the, un the unfocused script and the over bloated runtime i believe there is a good movie that could have been made with this cast and story but not with this script that they ended up with and definitely not with directors Kristen gore and damian Kulash trying to summon their inner chris nolan but failing miserably as they jump back and forth in time to mind-numbing results the whole project is disjointed and hard to watch it is a complete failure which is too bad because within this turd of a film are some talented actors doing the best they can with the material they were given the beanie babies are understuffed which is strange as the beanie bubble bubble is overstuffed with one hour and 50 minutes of frustration this was a mess this was a rage what i'm so surprised rage. 
Yeah, this was awful. I freaking hated this movie. <laughs> it was not good. You know, it... What were they doing with... Like, if you're going to do this, jump it back and forth between times. Like, they were doing their... They were trying to make an op, Beanie Babies Oppenheimer version. I don't know. I don't know I, what the, it was Inception, for sure. Yeah, it's like, what is going on? I, and it didn't do anything to the story. It just no. made things stupid and no. confusing. You know, and then they had that... And the it's whole a scene simple like, story. You don't have to make Yeah, it. no, this is a biopic. You don't need that in a biopic. Although, in- interestingly enough, oh, the this. North of Normal yes. did do that as well, but they did it so they much did better. It, they did it effectively, and they didn't do it like ridiculous, like did much. And then, oh, let's go back, and now let's see it through another person's point of view. And it's yeah, like, it's like, yeah. it's like, oh my god, just stop. Yeah, just no. stop. But okay, so everything you say, I one hundred percent agree with. So that's yeah. that's not where it's because we both, you know, we hated this yeah. movie, but. I would I would 100% agree with you that in particular Zach Galifianakis this was beyond what I was expecting from him. He was so good in it. Yeah. He really was. Yeah, like this like is he, almost Oscar. He nailed it. This is almost Oscar worthy yeah. performance in from just him. a turd of a movie. Yeah. It's just it's it is too bad because the actors were so like they really were good they were in this acting the they're, shit they were, out of this movie. They're doing everything they could to make me almost think that this wasn't as awful as it was. Yeah, because I'm like, you know what? You're all doing really good. You're and just, those beanies are so freaking cute. Yeah, the beanies did nothing for me. <laughs> you didn't have to stand in line at McDonald's to get Ghostio or whatever the hell they were That's called. That's true. I did. You did not. And I never. I did not own a beanie baby. <sighs> I, I, we still own Beanie Babies. They're s- sitting in the, my living room right now, waiting to for someone to come and take them. I won't say who, Amy. But uh, yeah, no. Um, this was yeah. hard. You know, the funniest thing about this movie, I have to say. Yes. <laughs> Again, it was another experience of watching this with my wife because she started watching it. Yeah. And she started, she started, um, what's the word I want to use? It's, it's beyond rage. <laughs> but <laughs> it was like, this movie is so awful. And then she left to go do the laundry. And then she came back and she watched the rest of it. And she says, is this still on? This is still awful. And then she fell asleep. She, and then, yeah. She read my mind. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think she was hoping to see, you know, in the movie, did we have any of these collectibles that maybe still be worth money? And then it comes to the end and it's like, wah, wah. They went, it's all terrible and it's worth nothing now. So, yeah. you know. So there you have it. Uh, yeah, don't see this. So movie. it's a rage on that level too. Yeah, it's like so many levels of rage. Because right. I have a beanie baby that's only worth the same money as I bought it for. If that. Yeah. If now that. it's second hand. Yeah. Buy my used beanie baby. Yep. All right. So we the other one we got to see as I th- I'm gonna say is the biggest release from last week. I'm guessing. I would say it is. Sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, so we saw... Oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm actually introing this. That's right. That's it's right. not much of an intro. No, it's not. It's uh, getting the intro it deserves. Uh, the Haunted Mansion, and we saw there, Jim. The Haunted... Oh, yes, yes we, did. we did. The Haunted Mansion is based on the Disney ride of the same name. It has an extremely talented cast that includes the like of Lakeith Stanfield, <gasps> Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish, which now I... To actually put in the class of, of talent which at one I know point, you do being very her. generous but she that's I okay like her. Danny DeVito and the always lovely Rosario Dawson the chemistry between the actors is undeniable especially the scene with Stanfield as Ben and Wilson as Father Kent 
uh, with any of the scenes, I should say, with those two. Um, there is one scene that is kind of brilliant, which is pretty, which pretty much all had already been shown in the trailers as they describe one of the ghosts to a police sketch artist. I still think that scene is funny. That is really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there is another scene involving Winona Ryder as a tour guide that is a couple of minutes of amusement. But overall, this is just a bland nothing of a movie. Two hours of boredom interrupted by the occasional minor laughter as Owen Wilson and can't help but be entertaining he's just what he is this was a waste of a talented cast this was a waste of my time the haunted mansion was generally just a waste and it was also a rage i don't even want to talk about this movie it was it was oh. it was just oh we're gonna bland garbage we're it was gonna nothing. talk about this we it are. was so much nothing how can there be an hour and 50 minutes of nothing i want to talk about how bad this was for an hour and 50 right, minutes well, if they're gonna make me watch an hour and 50 minutes of this <laughs> we're gonna talk about it the podcast is going three hours today people all right, what did you think, Jim? So of all the movies about theme park rides, this is by far the worst. Ugh. In all my years of imagining genres, I could not imagine that this would become one. <laughs> it's bad enough we have movies based on toys yep. and movies based on games, yep. be them board games or, or video, video games. Yep. yep. When you start making movies about theme park rides, this takes the motherfucking cake of motherfucking stupid. Oh, you don't believe me? This is the, this is a genre? Well, let me tell you how much it is. Yeah. These are just a few, and these are just a few of the Disney mm. theme park ride movies. We have Pirates of the Caribbean 1 through 5. Duh. We have tower of terror oh, we have mission to mars Ugh. we have the country bears we have tomorrowland we mm -hmm. have jungle cruise and oh yes this film however this is now taking a whole new level because now we get a remake or should we call it a reimagining of the original theme park ride movie which was called the haunted mansion hmm so we have Haunted Mansion. Yes. And now we and we have The Haunted Mansion. Just for those of you who were confused, this one is without a the. Just so you know. Excellent. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be, an introduction to children's horror stories to get children comfortable. So when they go to a Disney theme park, they can go on the Haunted Mansion ride and not be that afraid. Which of all the rides is only outdone in a terrible fashion by It's a Small World. It hired some pretty big names, all of which are great actors in their own right, mm -hmm. with most outstanding performances by Daniel Lovey and Winona Ryder, yet they were not in it long enough to mm -hmm. really shine. Plus, everyone else was pretty competent in their roles. <laughs> I'm going to say competent. I enjoyed them. I, I, I enjoyed... That they were there. I enjoyed two scenes. Though. Yeah. Although they were all playing the best, and I'm going to call this stereotypical versions of themselves. Yeah, we had much. We had Danny. We had Tiff. We had yeah. Owen. We had Rosario. We had Lakeith. All playing versions of their usual, usual portrayals, 
characterizing themselves as best as they could. That's, so that's if, accurate. if you like any of these actors in any of the movies that they have made, imagine what you would consider to be the most stereotypical version of that person that they play in a movie. And this was every single one of these character that actors. Is, that is very fair. Yeah. And that's being nice. I'm going to say nice. It's not often we get the likes of this cast in one film and completely wasted talent of Danny DeVito, Owen Wilson, and Rosario Dawson. Yeah. With a convoluted script and a Lord of the Rings style ending that went on forever, the only thing in this story that surprised me is that they didn't release this closer to Halloween. So it could become the third installment of the Hocus Pocus series. I mean, after all, it is as bad or worse than the last Hocus Pocus movie and made about as much sense. But maybe, I'm just thinking maybe, and I'm not convinced here, nine-year-olds will now not be scared to go to Disney and go on the Haunted Mansion ride, or is it just Haunted Mansion ride? I don't know. Mm. Which will allow them to still take in profits at Disney as they continue to fuck over their writers and non-A-list actors. So, what was the reason for this steaming pile of shit? Or should I say shit stain on the cinematic world? It was to make more money for Disney as they continue to put out garbage sold as an original story to tweens to convince their parents to go to Disneyland, Disney World, or wherever other Disney franchise chemical diluted bullshit shithole of a place this film was awful i hate the disney corporation i hate the fact that we have striking actors and writers right now and these these people at disney are the pain of my existence the fact that they can ma make an entire genre of films based on their fucking theme park rides and then expect us to go see it so that they can sell it it's it's the most um bubble created speaking of bubbles where they now have everybody contained into this world of we got to see the movie then we got to do the theme park ride then park ride then we got to go buy the the franchise toys and then we got to go back to the movies to watch the next theme park this, like if disney puts out a movie and i'm putting it on the block right now it's i know i gave out a mondo to one of the marvel movies i'm giving them a little bit of a break but if disney puts out a a a movie that is original and i mean original mm -hmm. in the last 20 years i would love to know what that movie is because mm -hmm. every single thing they have has been regurgitated shit and then they keep regurgitating more shit by putting out oh you know what we made all this money off an animated feature let's make a live action version and then guess what they do well, what they put another now. character out sell more yeah. toys and then they fucking from there, they're going to make another theme park ride, which then they'll make another theme park movie. It's just a cycle of awful. Can we please stop going to see Disney movies and start to go see other animators and other people that are, I just, There's I'm such in a, a flap about this. No, I don't, you know what? I would rather watch a, I would rather watch the entire Paul Rubens movie collection mm -hmm. again before I watch another Disney film. I'm, mm. I'm sorry. Like, all now, right I think maybe they owned that franchise too after the while because yeah, they did own Timber. They, they own everything. So I'm, I'm just sick. They don't own A24. That's what I'm saying. Yes. They don't own me. Yeah. Or yeah. us. Yeah. The, although, I know. Although I am for sale. Yeah. Well, 
totally am for sale. But you know, it's funny. Other podcasters will always make a predicated, you know, oh, please, Disney, don't sue me. I'm like, oh, please. Like, if like, first of all, would they listen to our podcast? No. But second of all, it it's my right to judge you when you are trying to cross sell every single thing that you do. It's disgusting. All right. I'm not going to argue with any of that. Yeah. I'm making the poop on that that film. Poopity poopity. And if you're going to try and sell me another fucking Disney something, I'm going to rage on it anyway. I don't care how good the movie is. Did he give you anything? No, but you know what? What we can do is say, Murray did not want to see Haunted Mansion because he thought it would be terrible and that it was a nine-year-old children's movie, which it was. He was correct. He was correct. So we give shouldn't- Murray is due. Give Murray is due on his Merman Minute. And uh, if Murray had ruled the world, we would not have had to see that piece of crap. There we go. Thanks, Mur. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Okay, my rage is real simple. Apple, you pissed me off this week because you tried to be Netflix. And Disney, you pissed me off because you're fucking Disney. Um, And I'm so mad that these studios are still fucking with our writers and our actors. It's it's so infuriating me that I I only want to see A24 films or independent Canadian films or independent international films now. that's, That's my goal. So... Who knows what we're going to watch next week? Because there's a there's a press going on on social media that is, you know, we should just not support these big films that are coming out. Mm. But I mean, I don't know if that's even the right decision because there's still actors in that there's are getting paid. So getting paid, so yeah. if if we if we don't go see them, I just I'm I guess what I'm saying is if depending on what we have to see this week, if one one or two of them are big studios that are fucking over the actors and writers, we'll choose to go see something else. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. I'm I'm just so angry about it. So unethical. Mm. That's my rage. All right. anything prepared for my rage this week um i'm just my rage i think is probably that after watching uh, in, in the uh, upcoming segment here we're going to talk about uh, freddie got fingered yeah and after watching that it just it 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 didn't make me rage. well, it, well, well don't well, spoil well, it well, we're not going to spoil it but it made me think about how everything doesn't take any chances anymore and there's so much political correctness and 
I'm everything is sanitized that that we're getting these days, including the movies that you know. Well, especially the Haunted Mansion, and he, he, I know Beanie Babies kind of uh, went to you know to some some language there, but it just it even felt kind of sanitized to me. Um, yeah, they didn't really show how bad Ty was. Yeah, like the the guy was obviously a super dick. I miss a time where where a movie like Freddy Got Fingered, whether you like it or not could be released and it wouldn't get absolutely obliterated by the, you know the do-gooders of this world that want to that want like to wo- wo- censor sort of? everything yeah. and, and you know and then that that goes into the the fact that there's so many people that you know they, they they'll make a mistake and then all of a sudden that's it they're done forever and yeah. they're, they're canceled because we're in this cancel yeah. culture and nobody yeah. can redeem themselves anymore and i just that's where I'm at. Yeah. That's my rage. Yeah, you know, um, I tend to agree that you know, we I and they're and they're connected because you know someone says one thing and someone takes it the wrong way and then all of a sudden they well, can't we can't watch their movies anymore we can't like them anymore yeah and well and you know we're obviously not politically correct no we do believe in fundamental things that. That people are all equals, mm-hmm. and in your case, all living creatures are equals. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, for the most part, I believe, other than the animals I eat. But you know, um, and and that you know, everybody is allowed to be who they want to be, period, and marry who they want to be, and just allow themselves to exist. And the fact that um, people take offense about specific things that are maybe put in 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 joke sometimes the joke is told to point out yeah. a certain situation and and, that, and that's that's the whole thing the, the joke you know whatever the joke may be you can tell if it's coming from a malicious place or not a malicious place yeah that's usually pretty clear yeah and people will take certain things maliciously even though they absolutely were not and i i hate that that's what our society's become yeah it's like I, come I on let's let's have a sense of humor and then let's cast everybody in movies not just white cis men mm. how about that all right fair enough rage subsiding pulse slowing anger fading Well, uh, we had one film that we got to see on the list last week. And for those of you who do not know what the lists are, go to our website, filmrageyyc.com, and go to our page called The Lists. There is four of them. There is The Repulsive, The Mesmerizing, The Doubted, and The Undoubted. And uh, we've been trying to work on The Mesmerizing. Listen, you know what? We're taking it down. It's moving down the list, buddy. It's, uh, It's getting smaller and smaller. And one of these days, one of us will have enough time to go back and find out everybody that was ever nominated on our list and create a new page that was, these people were mesmerizing once. Once upon a <laughs> once time. Once upon a time. And then who took them out? So that ah, that wow. is a project. A, that, that is a major project. That's right. And, and I think what we'll do is Bryce and I will split it up because we have now, what is this, 200 and... 
208 af- after today. So I'll take 104 and Bryce will take 104. Yeah, we didn't do the list till about five or six in though. Yeah, so, you know, so we only got about 100 each yeah, to go through. Yeah, 100 each. Exactly. Yeah, Nothing. Good. I'm not saying we're going to get it done for next week, but I'm saying... Or next year. Or next year for that matter, but it's coming. But next decade's definitely possible. That's right. <laughs> I'm not saying when. So we have Ellen Bernston and Will Patton, which... I was kind of surprised um, that they kind of were in the same movie together, but I'm very mm. happy that they were. We got to see the movie The Spitfire Grill. Yeah. So, first off, did you like this movie? I really like this movie. Yeah. Um, I this is just like this harkens back to a different time. This almost felt like a, a movie that was made in like the like the. 50s or 60s like yeah. it, it almost had a to kill a mockingbird feel it did yeah. Yeah, totally like yeah. it, it might have been even like a classic novel that yeah it was it's from. just yeah and i and i really dug it and i really dug all the actors in it too everybody was so good in it um i yeah i really enjoyed this i'm I, and i'd never seen it before and i have no idea why i don't know how this got past me yeah i'm trying to think if i did see this yeah i, I didn't if i did I, I tell you, I liked it a lot more this time than if I yeah. did see it before. Because for me, this was a mondo. I yeah, loved it. I, it was really, really good. I was just like, and I, you know, I was, I was freaking choked up at the end, and I was, <laughs> I was like, wow. This yeah, because this it was movie surprising. actually really affected me. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it, and you know what? It was supposed to do that. So what a surprise! Yes, yeah, so I, I watched it like seven a.m. on Sunday. So um, <laughs> and uh, so now it's going to be the tough part. Yes. So, um, for me, it was Ellen Burstyn. Yeah, I was unfortunately. Yeah, I, and it, it's Ellen Burstyn for me too. And I tell you, with with uh, Will Patton's speech in the church at the end, he, he pulled out he, all the stops. He, he almost got me. I was like, oh, it's. But at the end of the day, it's she Ellen was Burstyn. Cons- she yeah. was cons- she consistently consistently. Will Patton had one super powerful scene. Yeah. And, and she had but when they were share, and when they were sharing the screen i mean there was no she was she was she was she he was, was like a bug on the yeah, screen yeah. and she was crushing him underfoot and he's so good and he, he is was so good and he was so good in this yes. too absolutely but he was will patney in yeah. this for sure but ellen burston's ellen burston and that's you know what it's just the way it goes you know the thing about her is that we know the front end of her career yeah. and i still keep saying i can't believe this movie was like not that far off from the exorcist and the movie we saw her in the other week where she was like a total yummy mommy and in this one she plays like a grandma character Uh, i'm like what can she do (laughs) she's so good she's just and and i know i keep saying this but she's in the new exorcist coming out so i I could not be more happy like i've never been more excited to see a sequel because that's what it is it's a sequel Sequel. to the first one yeah, and no, I, I'm I, really looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, uh, Ellen Burstyn, you're going to be tough not to crack here. Yes. So Even though Murray has something against her, he like wants to get rid of her. I don't know. He wants I to don't get, know what's wrong with He still doesn't understand how Viola Davis is the yeah. one of the best actors that's yeah. ever walked the planet. Oh, but, Murray. Oh, Murray. Yeah, maybe he hasn't seen. Well, he. you know what? He's never seen The Exorcist. What? No. He's never seen it. And pourquoi? He, he feels he's seen enough of it because he's seen so many clips of it. But I'm like, no, dude, you have not seen it. No. No. <laughs> yeah. It's 
Yeah, it's yeah. The, yeah, the, the, fact e- that the Exorcist is not the sum of its clips. No, it's it's <laughs> definitely not. But then that's, I think maybe odd. he's a little afraid to because he did grow up in a church world. So yeah, maybe he's afraid yeah, of the possession. There's that. There's that. He doesn't want to admit it, so we'll just admit it for him. There you go. It's well, okay, Murray. I'll protect you. What are we doing with? Are we doing anything else with the uh, list this week? Or we will, but you know what? We won't. We won't make our listeners listen to us fumble through Murray's notes mm. to find it. But uh, we will be picking somebody, and I don't think there's much left from Ellen Burstyn for the whoever's left on our, our right. list. So be prepared for next week, everybody, as we will get to that. So yeah, yeah I gotta get it. I gotta come up with some repulsive offs soon. We just want one off, like. Most of those people are still pretty repulsive. Yeah, so. it would be a shame to take any of them off because they're so repulsive. <laughs> <laughs> they all so deserve, they also to, be deserve the to be on the list. They also deserve to be on the list. They are so, so, so deserving. And you know, there's some that are on the repulsive list and the doubted list. Yes. So it's kind of like a, a killer, a killer. Although one of the most non-repulsive people on the planet is on our um, doubted, doubted list. list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's so, that? Uh, what's his face from, you know, the Cyclops guy from X-Men. Oh, James Marsden. Yeah, James Marsden. The most yeah. adorable He's person so that's adorable. ever walked the and face of the earth. He makes such bad movies. And he always picks bad to be in bad movies. <laughs> it's like, why aren't you in better movies, dude? It's I not like know. you can act. Yeah, he can. And he's adorable. And he's adorable. Get, here's, here's a perfectly good comparison. Yeah. And maybe we need to come up with a new list. <laughs> I don't know what that list is yet, but you think of Owen Wilson yeah. and James Marsden. Yeah. They're kind of the same in the sense that, you know, uh, they're both adorable yeah. and you, you just, you just fall in love with their, their quirky presence. And, and yeah. then Owen Wilson just keeps picking amazing films and, and James Marsden does not. Yeah. Well, that's probably because James Marsden hasn't been hired to play in any Wes Anderson films yet. Yes. So if that ever happens, He'll get off the list pretty quick. There you go. Last week on Casey and the Ray Jets. Sorry, I mean Casey O'Dare. My apologies. Last week on Rage O'Dare. It seems the boys were hiding from the rage when they pulled from the listener bag of meh and received the great Canadian icon Tom Green's opus, Freddy Got Fingered. This week, it is up to Bryce to choose to rage or dare. Now let's check in with the crew and see if Daddy, as well as Bryce and Jim, did in fact like some sausage. I sure hope there was a vegan-friendly option, otherwise I fear Bryce may not have embraced said sausage the same way that Jim may have. Sure, there's a lot of sausage in this episode. Let's find out how the sausage party turned out. Yes. Let's. Ah, Jim, you're so easily amused. I I do like to talk about sausage. Is... Daddy, would you like some sausage? Daddy, Daddy, would would you you like like some sausage? sausage? All right, so Freddy Got Fingered is a different sort of film. If you want to see Tom Green jack off a horse or do the same to an elephant, spraying the semen into Rip Torn's face, or see Green slice open some roadkill and climb inside, 
or see him deliver a baby and bring it to life by swinging it over his head by its umbilical cord. Or have you been waiting for there to be a character in a film that is obsessed with rocket-powered wheelchairs and oral sex? Then this is the film for you. It is that simple. If this does not appeal to you, then I suggest not seeing this as everything described is in this movie. Plus a lot more. Plus a lot more. While none of that appeals to me, I still was intrigued by the insanity that was before me. The movie is not good and a lot of the humor has not aged well, but it was hard to look away from and I was never bored. I would like to make it clear that I'm in no way recommending this to anyone. And while I'm not sure what this says about me, but Freddy Got Fingered was meh. Okay. I laughed in the, the first 10 minutes are actually good. Yes. It, it wanes in the middle big time, but there's still every now and then I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, little, and at no point was I bored. And yeah, it, it, there is a lot of nonsense going on. But at the end of the day, the movie breezed by for me. It came, it went. I was mildly amused at points. It came a few times and it then did. went and then went a few times. It just had the most ridiculous ending ever. It was it was mad. And I and I'm and I'd like to make it clear, I'm not recommending it to anybody. But Well let me tell you what I thought of it. You know. I wanna be a farmer, Daddy. I wanna be a farmer, Daddy. As he grabs a hold of a giant horse cock at a stud farm and he drives past it a second time to do it again. Yes. This comes from a person that could not last 10 minutes in a cheese sandwich making factory, which I didn't even know was a place. And from here, it is a story that makes absolutely no sense at any point because Tom Green is a complete idiot. (laughs) But that is what makes this outlandishly Canadian-style idiocy and the humor that made Tom Green the biggest and most famous idiot in Canadian history. When he disembowels a dead deer and climbs inside the body and rolls around because he has to get inside the animal, get inside, then stops back at the the horse stud farm for a second time to jerk off the horse Mm. and then sits and watches the horses mounting each other for a little while, which we got the benefit of seeing as well. Then he goes home because he quits his job at the said cheese factory, cheese sandwich factory, and moves back in with his parents. We then realize his best friend, the hilarious Harlan Williams, and his dad, Rip Torn, uh, who is also completely mental, and between everything that's happening is one completely stupid Tom Green skit, followed by another completely stupid Tom Green skit, followed by another and another and another and another. Yes. Basically, it is like the TV show Tom Green was in where he tortured his real parents for years. But this time, it's in a movie where the skits that are contained have spattered awesome music, followed by 
One gross and disgusting scene of unspeakable crazy insanity of a motherfucking stupidity to the absolute maximum capacity of any believable probability that could ever happen in any movie, anywhere, at any time. It is hard to explain how insane and completely moronic the humor was, and I loved every single scene. Apparently, this movie was made just for me. Mm. It is the first Rager Dare film that I have seen that gets a Mondo. Wow, Mondo. Yeah. Tom Green, you are my hero. Unfortunately, maybe that Bryce has already alluded to, this is probably the most politically incorrect film that has ever been made. It is indeed. So I'm guessing that now it's... I am going to be classified as evil. Yeah. But then again, what's new about that? Yeah. that Daddy, was... I would yes indeed <laughs> like some sausage. And I just want to sing this out to Tom Green. Oh, Canada, our home and native land. You are a fucking idiot. And I love the fact that you just do whatever the hell you feel. And I swear he must have made this just ad-libbing a significant oh, yeah. amount of it. Like, yeah. he's well, this just... Is, this is what contributed to me doing my open rage. After watching this, it's like... Well, you can't get a movie like this anymore. It just wouldn't be made. No, th this, and and interesting. I know you're you're gonna completely disagree with me. Hundred uh -huh. percent disagree with me. All right. But this is why um, I love that uh, crap. What's the one that Mark Strong and um, what's his name? Oh, but the brothers. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen. This is the reasons why I like Sasha Baron Cohen too. He is not afraid to just go out on a limb. No, I'm, and I'm, do I'm okay with that. But the brothers, the, just, the brothers, brothers Grimley, was, It was yeah, so good. It's not good. It's same kind of humor, except not as much of it, and not as raw at times. But this, there's rawness in that too. I, if you're gonna make me laugh, I'm not gonna chuckle at stuff that's just like, haha, that was funny. I'm gonna see shit that's like. I cannot believe what I've just seen on screen. That is funny because the fact that you just did that makes me laugh. This is totally offensive. And I'm going to say yep. anybody that hasn't seen this movie, if you just go and look at IMDb and look at it's completely offensive in every single way that indeed. you can imagine. But if you want to laugh at a guy being a complete idiot mm -hmm. for, I look at it like jackass, but it's like Tom Green's jackass. It is. He's just a complete idiot. Yep. Nope. Uh, this is a Mondo. Fair enough. I'm not going to argue with you. As I say, I, I, I don't know. As I say, don't know what it says about me, but I enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Well, and if you take the Mondo and the man, you, you divide it by two and make an average, it came mm. out as a mess. So apparently our listeners bag of meh is yeah, it's, holding it's up. intact. Yeah. So you get to, you don't have to Casey cause you Casey last, but you get to rage or dare. Hmm. Where are you going? Are you sure this is my turn? It's always when I tell. I you, know it's always my when turn. When I tell you it's your turn, just nut up and fucking do your job. Okay, sorry. What are my choices? Got rage. Or rage dare. or dare? Yeah, uh, I've, only got, I've only got three things left in my bag. So there's sure three things in your bag, or it's the audience. Bag. Audience mat bag of meh. Audience bag of Matt or yours. Which there's a few things in there. And you've only got three left in yours? Yeah. Kind of excited to know what they are. Why don't you take one of those? You know Think what? you can handle it? Yeah, I'll take one of yours. I don't All care. Right. All right. You don't scare me. Why don't you say that now? 
Alright, here we go. I have one in my hand. I can see that it is from 2002. Oh. And it is called For the Money. Don't know what that is. For the money? Is it For the Money Honey? No, it's just For the Money. For uh, the... Sounds like something Charlie Sheen would be in. It does kind of sound like that, but I mean... Um, it's a Charlie Sheen movie. Yeah, I don't know. For I, the money. Spelt with a four or? No, for the money. F-O-R. 2002. You put it in the bag. How do you not know what it is? For the sir, money. Sir, there's nothing. <laughs> it's called for the money. Oh. And it's from 2002. I think it's missing the top part of this. It got cut off. There's a word in there that's, nope, that's not it either. <laughs> Do I have to pull again because this movie doesn't exist? Uh, it's quite possibly that the movie for the money, because the one I'm looking on IMDb right now, I've got two for the money, but that wasn't from 2002. Mm. So, hmm. well, the, the cheese has become more binding. <laughs> yes, it has. I guess you got to pick a new one. I don't know what the hell that was. I'm, I'm positive it would have been two for the money because that one I know is going to be completely awful, but come on, pick again. Now I'm down to one movie left. For the Love of Money came out in 2002. Was it that? Maybe that was the one. And there's also two. No, that's 2005. And there's one for the money came out in 2002. Those are your two options. For the Love of Money? Nah, I don't. Right. I think you'd. I, so you have no idea what you even put in your bag. Well, I, this again. bag is now three years old. So. All right, fine. I will take another one out of here. Now watch, this one's going to be completely. They have one left now. Oh, good. I think it's a. I think it's a J Lo. Oh, you love J Lo in movies. Is it Anaconda? No, I wish it was Anaconda. I just watched that last night. <laughs> Is this a J Lo movie? Monster in Law? Oh God, no. It's not. What is no. it? Oh. Are you sure? I thought she was in the, isn't it, it's like Jane Fonda and Jennifer Lopez, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, you're right. Am I actually right? Is it Jane Fonda and Jennifer? I'm awesome. You are pretty awesome. Yeah, Monster-in-Law, you're right. With J-Lo uh, and your favorite, one of your favorite actors of all times, Wanda Sykes is in this. This could be a Mondo for you. I love Wanda Sykes. Yeah. She's undoubted, or uh, sorry, mesmerized for life. Isn't yeah, she? she is. Yeah. yeah. Except, have you seen this movie? I think I did. Yeah. Maybe. Cause yeah. I, I Good luck. To, in 2005, I pretty much was working two days a week, so all I did was go to movies. Yeah. There's go to movies, play the horses, watch football. <sighs> That's my life. I just want to say good luck, because I remember when I saw this, Yeah. I wanted to actually murder myself after seeing it. Oh. Well, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, I am too. Now. All right. Well. But. Monster-in-law. Looking forward to it. Yeah. J-Lo and Jane Fonda. I'm sure it'll be just fine. Ah. It's the best. Right. Well, oh, no, that's not what I want there's so much going on this week, and we need Murray to direct us. So yeah. we miss you, buddy. Come back. Thanks, Rangers, for listening. Thanks, Extended Film Rage family. You can find in our show notes. Thanks to Casey from the Nerdy Photographer for the voice of Rage or Dare. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and Public. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, Subscribe and send us emails to filmragecalgary at gmail.com. Dare to see terrible films to fuel our rage. But no matter what you do, 
please, 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 pretty please, please, we love you, Paul Rubens. That's it for this week. Rage on! Rage on!